this Saturday, Sunday, uh, poker session. If I'm your getting, friends, getting ready to lose all my money. Choy. But you lose every week, week whatever. <laughs> yes, yeah, I lose a few hundred. Alright, good afternoon, people. <laughs> Today, we'll be talking about um, the budget that was just announced. Today, 16 Feb, but you'll probably hear this on another date. So, today we have Ernie and Joel with me. No guest today, which is us threesome. Fucking, why must you use that word? Wholesome threesome. Okay, okay. Hey, it's, it can be wholesome, you just turn no, it no, dirty. No, 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 whatever, okay. whatever floats your boat, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so our Deputy Prime Minister uh, announced a very important speech, the budget 2021, so I thought we would just... Go ahead and cover it. It's good. Go it's gonna it. impact all of us for the upcoming year. All right, let's so, get down to it. So the main bulk of the budget is revolves around the COVID nineteen resilience package, which is the most pressing pressing issue at hand. So they spend a good portion of the speech targeting it. The few things that's covered is names that you heard before. They're just extending it: the job support scheme, the job skills package, the more support for targeted sectors. Um, for example, like aviation, transport, healthcare, yeah. and then also further household support. The budget for this year's COVID resilience package is $11 billion. So in comparison, last year in the peak of like the pandemic, what they pumped in previously was uh, $48 billion on top of $6.4. Yeah, but I mean, we, we have kind of tied through a good portion of the, the pandemic already. So I think like the support they needed the emergency support they needed last year did its work already so I think now it's uh, more of just continuously providing relief but you, you can't keep pumping too much yeah lah I guess uh, do you not get the so do you feel like you didn't get the support or you or you feel like you still need the support that, that's needed I feel that a lot of people need support still and it is just swept under the rug lah in a way and most people who are getting by are people in our silos. Among us is not among the bottom few that all lost their jobs and shit like that. Mm. So I think that's the challenge with this. They are, they are placing a lot of emphasis on those who are impacted. So for example, the targeted sector uh, support, they are placing a huge emphasis on aviation, transport like taxi drivers, uh, private hires as well. Interestingly, arts, culture and sports. Yeah, but all this don't really have anything to do with what happened in during COVID, right? In the sense where the, they had loss of income and if the government comes in and at least provides support for that, it helps them tie it by until it recovers, no? So the way I feel that based on what you've said so far, right, the initial budget last year was to cover everyone. Then they hear about this group of people that are complaining and this one is released just to shut them up. No, I mean, <laughs> you're painting in a very negative picture, but in a sense, yes, last year was to cover everyone to really yeah. pull the whole economy out. But this year, it's a bit, it's a lot more targeted. You know which industries are thriving, like tech, uh, I mean, agri, agri, agri industry, agri is doing fine. Those are fine. You don't need to support them. You target those that are still in need of, of support. Yeah, like events, hospitality, all the tourism industry, everything is pretty well horribly maintained i mean i've been going around singapore and you can tell that it's a lack of manpower because a lot of the foreigners can't stay to work and if you look for example we went gardens by the bay a couple weeks yeah. back a lot of the plants were dying man 
from mold and fungus ah. and shit like that, you know? Well, but I mean, no tourists, so why do you need to maintain, I guess? I guess that might be a mentality. Uh, yeah, you can't <laughs> think that way, right? Yeah. Imagine if you say that for the zoo and then all the animals die. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Ambu will come and kill us. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you spend yeah. this amount of money, you have to keep a ball rolling, right? Mm. You can't just let it die just because no one's there. Mm, that's true. Yeah, and I was hearing a lot of hotels where they're having like cockroach infestation and all that. Yeah, it's not as easy as just to restart something. So, for example, if overseas they're producing like, you know, tons of potatoes, for example, right? And then because of the COVID, um, demand for potatoes have sort of shortage, uh, uh, sort of... Um, okay. Skyrocket. Skyrocketed, yeah. And it can either skyrocket or it can dip. So for some um, foods, the demand for it has skyrocketed. For some foods, the demand for it has, has dipped. So the one that I watched was on potatoes. And what they did, there was, there was so much potatoes, they don't want to do with it, they have to dispose of it. And they have to even stop farming it, stop planting it, because there's, no much, there's, there's totally no demand for it anymore already. So for these type of farmers, it's not as simple as, oh, when there's demand, then it can replant again. So it's a whole process that takes probably months to a year or two to rebuild everything. So, so I think going back to Ernie's point also, it's not as... It's not as easy as just like, oh, because there's no tourism now, we just stop for now and then it's okay. Because everyone forgets about the restarting process itself. I think that, that it's... It uh, can take years. It can take a very, very yeah. long time to, to rebuild now. Mm. I mean, what can the government do? I mean, this is something, a problem. It's something be, like, kind of beyond their control. Like, really, tourists are not coming. Foreign workers, we can't, can't bring them in to, to work. Mm. For, and me, for me, you need to handle salaries better, especially giving a minimum wage to make Singaporeans want to work in these places because there are a lot of people looking for jobs. Mm. And for, for example... If the pay is right, a lot of people is okay with cleaning shit at a zoo. It's just that person doing that is probably getting paid like $1,000. Oh, but if you true. pay somebody respectable, like a minimum wage, $2,000, there's going to be a lot of people being able to do these jobs. But with the topic also, it's also a controversial one. Huh? Uh, from an economic standpoint, like, there's always two sides of the coin, right? So one side is always advocating on minimum wage. And I agree with that point. You know, mm. if you raise the bar a little, there'll be more people who are willing to work for their job. On the other hand, you know, if the prices, the salaries for these people increase, the employers on their hand are the ones to bear the cost, right? So with they them bearing the cost, yeah. yeah, with them bearing the cost, they will in turn hire lesser people because they have a minimum, like sort of a, a budget to work with as well. Correct. So for them, um, they can only hire fewer people from 10. They can cut down, they must cut down to five people. Correct. So... There's also a trade-off here. So although some people are better off in a way, there are also others who might lose their job and become worse off overall. So mm. there must be a balance in between for this kind of minimum wage scenario. Yeah, which, I, yeah. I mean, the way I see it is like we grew so fast mm. that we needed all these people that took very low salaries. Yeah. But then if you just slowed things down, you know, and then just let it grow organically. It, mm. It's sort of like spending money on social media, right? Mm. You spend 10000 next year you need to spend 15000 Yeah. But if you just let it grow organically, you won't be so pressured, but then at least it will be a Like over time, growth. right? Yeah. Over time build up, yeah. Yeah. I feel the onus is also on the businesses also. Like yes. now with the tourism demands down, it's hard to justify re-raising minimum wage we can't uh, I mean we've gone too far in this <laughs> system already to kind of use that already that's why like when, when Jameis suggested minimum wage 1.2 it's not gonna fucking change shit you know that's what a it's lot of too the, low? That's, yeah that's yeah. what the PAP said right? it doesn't really change much 
You're not gonna you're only saving a super small percentage of people. To me they needed to pitch a higher number and at least suggest something bolder. But like like Joel said, like easier said than done. There's too many layers to it already. Mm. But anyways back to the budget. So what the government is doing I mean minimum wage idea is a like a permanent kind of a policy that, that you have to implement. But now what they are doing in the budget is to to con Continue to provide relief to the companies so they can afford to pay the workers to retain their jobs. All these industries which are heavily, that's what they are doing for, especially it's, for yeah. It's the reactionary. La. It's mm. reactionary, which is the sad thing from my point as a Singaporean. I mean, we, we went to, remember, Bollywood veggies, that whole area the other day. Oh, yeah. And all that supposed agri tech shit. That's supposed to be the future of Singapore. How many acres of empty land It's all now? barren, man. Yeah. All unkept. <laughs> all because they don't think properly when it comes to the... But I, in the speech, he also highlighted the healthcare industry. He, he praised how well and how resilient they have been. And uh, he promised to enhance the salaries of the healthcare. Oh, so that's good. I think that's, that's good. good. Like, yeah. Do you all know anyone who's working in the healthcare and actually battling in the front lines? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Here and there, I, yeah. For me, it's my cousin. She's actually occupational therapist. Uh, during the COVID times or so, they are also, you know, they have to don everything, the full gear and go and take care of the citizens. And it's very respectable. La. I personally feel that they're not being compensated enough for what they do. Do, do you know their compensation? Yeah. What she did, she went through the entire education system. She went, uh, took a degree. She got a master's in occupational therapy. The master's? Yeah. And her starting pay, I think was about 3.5. 3.5. Okay. Three, five. okay. Yeah. It's after not average, terrible. Average, yeah. After years of studying, just imagine, after years of studying and you are basically in a job taking care of elderly folks or very very young kids you know either one or disabled people you know looking after them maybe on sometimes on a 24-7 basis you know sometimes they need call you have to go down on shifts you are the ones that physically are there to present and help them but there is this discrepancy in, in, in the wage itself which I feel that you know these type of people they deserve more lah, than what is being paid to them Right, I think mm. during this pandemic, you really see who are the really crucial and important and actually valuable occupations in society. Mm. Like it's not like the finance, the the hedge funds people. Ooh. It's actually the I'm shooting myself. I'm <laughs> shooting myself in the foot. Yeah, I I I also feel that Somewhat very PC, true. very PC like very PC, but. Um, it's okay. No occupation is one bet- is better than the other. Some people are better than this. Some people are better than that. You know, so be it. You know, if you're good in finance, be in finance. You're good in helping others, then do okay, that. Okay, okay. It's, it's just, okay. it's just, no, yeah. Just no let me need, say, yeah. let me say first. <laughs> let me say first. Give disclaimer, disclaimer. But it's just that sometimes people tend to forget that the hardest workers are the ones that are being the least compensated for what they do. Uh, and this is where I feel that there is injustice. You know, nurses. Um, like I said, like daycare therapists, occupational teachers. therapists. Teachers, exactly, yeah. exactly. These maybe, are the ones that... Maybe for this group, mm. there should be a classification of sorts and a higher minimum wage compared to other industries. Yeah. I think that, yeah. could, that could be a way. Yeah, because now also, from what I understand is that not many people are willing to go into this field. Mainly the reason is because they know that the, the compensation package is, is not attractive at all. You know, you study so many years, you go through so much and then in the end you come out and you earn the same amount of salary as someone who probably has a diploma and then just go, you know, work somewhere else. Especially long term. Correct, correct. Yes. There's hardly any growth. There's, there's very hard growth. Actually, yeah. I feel the government should view like teachers as an investment. You definitely yeah. put money into them, they will nurture your future generation and over time you know, the same way up, yeah. Finland does it exactly la. I was just you know, about the to say that teachers get paid the most yeah. mm. these are the people that are grooming the next generation 
You know, so you should treat them the way as if you're treating the next generation leaders. Right? They are the ones that groom in the next generation leaders. And there's a reason why their people are happier. So the teachers are trained to identify yes. what the kids like. Yeah. Not how or how they should fit in the system. Mm. That's the key difference. Yeah, even yeah. going back to the, the budget. In the speech, they also touched on uh, quite a few green initiatives, which I thought were interesting. Okay, the government is encouraging electric vehicle adoption by introducing incentives to make it cheaper to own the electric vehicle. For example, they are lowering... So there's this additional registration fee floor, which when you buy an EV last time, you kind of have to pay an additional fee, which is a bit ridiculous cost. Like, why, why, why am I paying more just cost my... How high was cost? that fee? Uh, do you know, roughly? 5,000 to zero. So they reduced from 5,000 to zero. Right, but it's ridiculous, right? Why am I paying 5,000 just because my car runs on electric? Why are we paying for... A lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> things like um, like uh, ERP makes sense because you want to control yeah. the traffic. You, you, know, you, you know how it is when you're in a jam. You want to regulate that. So you pay money. Money is a form of means to regulate mm, traffic during correct. peak hours. Adding a fee on ownership of an EV. EV is a good thing. It just reduces pollution, you know. Why is yeah. the government taxing 5k on that previously? Because, because we, we have to pay bonuses. Uh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because we have to hire more yes men. Uh. Uh. And the sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. So contract was still there and because now, we now maybe the sponsorship change <laughs> yeah we need to store more in the reserves uh, which probably we take a little bit only but make sure we you know to outside maybe really seem people don't know that we have a lot of reserves but we just need to store more reserves yeah la. La, on the bright side the holding all these reserves paid out well last year when we actually needed it about one uh, interesting fact i i i saw on the, on the, on the that was raised during the speech today was that uh, singapore our economy shrunk 5.4% in 2020, the year that COVID really hit. And the last time we had an annual contraction was 2001, which means that even during the 2008 and nine financial crisis, we, mm. our economy still grew. Growing. Yeah. So, oh. so this was a quite a huge in hit. Oh, yeah. Okay, interesting. We digress. So yeah, they reduced the registration fee. They are reducing road tax on EVs. Then they are also installing more charging points. They are, they're oh. going to place about... $30 million in incentives for EV-related uh, projects. So which is interesting that our government is really starting to adopt EV. I think you, you see globally EV adoption is uh, is it's, it's picking follow up. follow US la, actually, mm. basically, yeah. since Biden, right? I think uh, if Biden didn't yeah. win, we might not be going in this direction. Exactly. But I th- it's going to be a huge structural change and uh, I think yeah. the couple more years you're going to see more Teslas on the road already la. yeah la, that's the new investor of Singapore <laughs> oh, hey, Tesla a new new, hey. new car on the road yeah, Ivan I heard you're holding a thousand shares of Tesla I saw yeah. your portfolio at the time she want to buy the car also. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. if I hold a thousand shares of Tesla I won't be here bro <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be in a resort why you're just oh, be staying p- humble resort. <laughs> you're staying humble and hustling yeah exactly yeah no man, it's like, how, what? How much is that worth? It's like over a million. I could retire already. No, Tesla's about eight hundred forty something, is it? Or reach yep. a thousand already? Yeah. So oh, thousand geez. shares would be a million, man. Mm. I'll be retired, just living off my dividends, doing whatever. And I'll be leeching off of you earlier, huh? Ah, but still single, lah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Okay, so the budget basically there is the resilience package. There is the EV scheme also. So basically cheaper electronic vehicles moving forward. And I think this is a good initiative by the government, you know, um, introducing EV in a, in an incentivized way. So people are more incentivized to buy electric vehicles. Before I wrap up, let me wrap up the EV part. So they are also hiking the petrol cost. So for everyone who's still driving a petrol car, it's time to move, guys. Time to make That's the switch. Mm. Carrot and the EV stick on the petrol. So we should buy X-Ping again. Yeah. 
Xpeng and Neo. Hey, I heard China Neo the Neo car is more expensive than Tesla. Really? Yeah. What's yeah. the price? Looks good. The Neo, they they are like the premium EV company of China. Oh, yeah, so it's quite interesting. Okay, it's been going up. Last of all is a uh, GST hikes. So there have been talks about it. You know, the government is saying sometime in the future we will need to to hike it. So this speech. They kind of give a kind of a guidance of when they plan to hike. They won't be hiking this year, but they are looking around sometime between 2022 to 2025. So let's see. What would it, would it be the hike be? Uh? It's a 2% increase from 7 to 9%. Uh? 7 to 9. Well, that means if I buy a plate of... Uh Go uh restaurant twenty dollar meal nine percent wow expensive yeah yeah la, you can afford it why is two percent more well, but this one uh, is gonna be everyone will be affected <laughs> right? I tell you this two percent increase uh, is insane uh. what's new what's new though yeah. they oh, give you a bit <laughs> then they take even more yeah they give you a drumstick they take whole chicken yeah they they are putting in place like a, a GST I call it they call it the assurance package so the year which they hide the GST they will give everyone a small incentive to make themselves feel good I mean to make us feel good that we receive money yeah. Typical and uh. Forget about the GSE hike Which is quite quite ingenious I must say Stupid of the people But <laughs> smart of the government Yeah it works man I, I, I can imagine feeling happy myself And forgetting about the hike altogether Yep so I think that's the main areas That the, that our DPM covered in his speech uh, What do you guys think? Oh just one thing that I don't I'm not really not looking forward to la. Other than the hike We also have to start paying GST For imported low value goods Bought online ah, so, so from the January 1st, 2023 All your stuff uh, As long as the good is low $400 And imported via air or post We have to pay GST on it already la. So this is basically to level the playing field in Singapore to give the boost to local businesses selling these stuff items. Uh. So, you know, in future, if you're buying stuff from Taobao... From but that's fucking stupid. I, I yeah. don't think the business... The money goes to the government. Yeah. It doesn't go What's to the business. so fucking stupid. Yeah. Right. That's the point of e-commerce. <laughs> so all your earpiece... You know, I bought, recently bought a earpiece, bought a charger, all these kind of things. All these will be charged next yeah, time. My GST. wife will be so pissed off. Yeah. Because she buys on all these platforms all the time. Yeah, I think your wife, does she, does she spend a lot on these sort of things? Yes. A lot. La. So where does she normally Quite. go to? Like, <laughs> Taobao da. mostly. Oh, Taobao She's dumb. La. The whole point of these local small businesses yeah. is so they sell cheap, so we're willing to buy from them. Correct. Raise the price. Why why go to them, right? I yeah. can just go to the normal flagship stores. Correct, correct. Oh, well. All right. I think we covered the um, speech. I think in a very brief uh, general summary. So mm. if you want to know more, I mean, go down to the, the official news sources, read it for yourself, especially the areas where, where it impacts you personally. Yeah, la. you can find out more from a lot of other people. We're just chatting about it and see how we feel about it. Mm. And yeah, that's about it. All right. So if you like what you hear, don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts on the Drunken Ramblings. Podcast. And if you want Ivan to start a solo podcast, do write in and let us know and we'll set it up. Yeah, we'll keep all the comments. Please sure to, to write in. Uh. Yeah, sure. And then if, if you're still waiting for Joel's MV, drop a message as well. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> He's taking his time. Oh, and... <laughs> Also, that very cute girl from that Valentine's Day episode that Ivan was talking about. Ah. Do, do drop us a message. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. A few cut, comments cut, from you guys cut. and you know, wanting to see cut this part. Ivan. <laughs> oh my god, cut this part. <laughs> cut, please. <laughs> Alright, catch you guys next week. Drunken right. Bye. Bye.